All right, church, welcome back to the Pillar Bible podcast. And for this episode of Pillar Bible Talks, where we discuss uh, or have discussions that serve our church members and equip them in the Christian life. Our guest for today is my best friend, Alex Hong. Brother Alex, welcome, my brother. Glad to be here. Hey, Pillar. Alex, I have known you since, I want to say 2011, when I started okay. seminary. You were in seminary before me, and that's when I met you when we started taking classes together. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I think uh, you're my first chapel buddy. First chapel buddy? You you had chapels before I came, though, so I was still your first chapel buddy? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't, maybe there are some acquaintances, but I don't even remember, but I think you know, I, I remember sitting with you, Saliba. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's, and maybe Brian Hack. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been a, it was, you were the, one of the buddies I sat in chapel with, had lunch with, so. Wow. We go back, Pastor, we go back. Um, yes. Brother Alex, if, you can just share a little bit about yourself, your family, your church, and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about you too. So please yeah. share a little bit about you. Yeah. So, um, well, interesting facts that you may have not known. I, um, growing up, I used to play professional paintball, professional paintball. So, um, traveled across the United States and, um, did that for a while, my high school, college, probably ended around college uh, when I became a Christian. But uh, yeah, I grew up in a non-Christian home. Um, parents were predominantly culturally Buddhist. So uh, a friend from high school invited me to the church where I'm currently at. And I heard the gospel for the first time. Completely blew me away. Actually lost the paintball tournament um that, that was your evening. suffering huh <laughs> yeah so i lost the paintball tournament that evening and i was just sad and it was either go um back to the hotel room and do what non-christians do um or go to a bible study and try something new and uh for some insane reason i decided to choose to go to a bible study and when i went to that bible study um heard the gospel for the first time I don't think I was converted yet. Um, I just thought that Christians needed to do good things. And uh, after seven or eight altar calls, I, I finally understood the gospel. <laughs> there you go. That's providence and, chipping away um, at the wall of the heart. And then, and then I met my wife at church. Um, uh, so she was came from a non-Christian background as well, too. And we started serving together. Um, and then she eventually moved out to L.A. And actually, one of our friends, um, uh, Pastor PJ, uh, he, he had a church plant out there in Los Angeles. So she she went, transferred her membership. And then I was like, I need to get her back. So got her back and got married. Now we have five kids. Uh, Serene, who is nine. Valor, who is seven. Uh, Reverie, who is five, Verity, who is uh, three, turning four in December, and then uh, my son, my second son, Kander, who is uh, one, and uh, been a pastor uh, since 2011 at my current local church as an intern pastor, 2014, 
assistant pastor 2017, our senior pastor at the time uh, went to heaven, went to glory, got promoted. And then um, now, now one of the pastors here at Christian Fellowship Bible Church, West Covina. Great. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So um, I call Alex my PFF. He coined the term pastor friend forever. So my wife is my best friend, pastor. Sure. <laughs> best pastor friend. Yes. Um, what do you like to do for fun? So you mentioned paintball. You don't paintball anymore. The Lord removed the paintball idol from you. What do you do for fun? Um, really, um, just fun things with my family. So I, my daughter's birthday is coming up. So we're, we're going to go to, well, I hope she doesn't listen on all this, but we're going to go to um, Disney California Adventure. And uh, so that's fun, spending time with my family, doing fun trips with my family, um, smoking meat. So uh, that, that's fun for me. Like that, I actually picked that up as a hobby during the pandemic. So oh, great. Uh, yeah. our, our, our other PFF, Mark, um, taught me the, the game of smoking meat. There you go. Great. That's great. And um, I know that one of the other things that you do for fun is read. And I so um, this is why I asked Pastor Alex to come on to this interview. And um, I know how much you love reading, brother. I know how, uh, how well you do it as well. And so I'm encouraged by your testimony of reading. But I, I would love for our members to hear just your journey and how God has transformed your Christian life through just the simple act of, of reading books. Um, and we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about Christian books, non-Christian books, just reading in general, which um, should be helpful for us as Christians. So as we're, we're starting off this topic of reading and how it relates to us as Christians, why, why is it so important, Alex, for us as Christians to be reading? Or is it important for us as Christians to be reading? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think uh, it's important because God gave us a book. And if we're going to so not a movie, not a Marvel movie. Yeah, he didn't give he us didn't a give social us... media clip, a TikTok clip. Yeah, to reveal himself. He didn't piece of give, art. Uh, give us a movie. He didn't give us a podcast. He gave us a book. Mm. So um, and, and to be a disciple is to be a learner. And how do you learn? But by reading. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's several scriptures that, that came to mind as I was thinking about reading. Um, Deuteronomy 8, uh, man uh, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. I was thinking about Joshua, like Joshua was supposed to be this great military commander going to conquer the promised land. And God could have given him military instructions, you know, I don't know defense strategies and out of all the things that god says to joshua this military commander if, if he wants to have success in conquering the promised land is to meditate on a book yeah i just, yeah. just found that so fascinating mm -hmm. uh, psalm one blesses man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked nor stand in the way of sinners nor sin the city of scars but his delight is on the law of the lord mm -hmm. and on his law he meditates day and night um so that that psalm was very foundational for for reading for me um, early on in my christian life Jesus in the New Testament would often rebuke the Pharisees 
by simply saying, have you not read? Yeah. Like you, you guys are supposed to be the ones who, who know your stuff and you guys don't even read your stuff. <laughs> yeah. So a simple question like that, Jesus would say, have you not read the scriptures? Yeah. Um, and then Apostle Paul um, encouraging Timothy. Timothy knew the scriptures from his childhood. All scriptures breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction, training and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So those are a couple of scripture references that come to my mind in terms of importance of reading in the Christian life. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about a little bit of this, a little bit more as we talk about some of these other questions. So that's that's helpful. When you think of your personal experience with reading, now, I know you now, and you love to read, and you read a lot. Um, yeah. Were you always like this? Like, did Absolutely you just start? Not. Oh, you were not like this. Absolutely not. So, How, so what, what was your earlier experience or past experiences with reading? Yeah, so I, like I said, I, I played paintball on the weekends. Um, and if, if you, didn't, was, you didn't read paintball manuals or anything? I read paintball magazines that had lots of pictures in them. <laughs> And in vainglory, I was looking for pictures of myself and my teams. So I want to see uh, those pictures. I I want to see some of those pictures. Yeah, they're they're, they're at my house. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, my my familiarity with books was Dragon Ball Z comic books, and I don't think that was even considered reading because those are Chinese characters. <laughs> which, do you not which, know Chinese characters? I do not You're know half Chinese, brother. I look at the pictures. I look okay. At the pictures. Uh, Marvel comic books was the extent of my reading. Um, you know, my, my wife homeschools our kids and she she reads some of these classic books, basic classic children books. And I cannot even, she, she always asked me like, you never read this book as a child? I was like, no, because I was watching Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. um, I was, I was, I I was, was watching, you know, VR Troopers, you know, yeah. and, and um, whatever cartoon that was the extent. So these are dated references, yeah. Pastor. So huh? These are dated references. Oh yes, that, those are '90s cartoons. Um, X Men. How about that? X Men '90s cartoon. <laughs> so yes, I, I I didn't have I didn't read really until college. Until college, kind of forced me to read, or else I would fail. So um, yeah. So okay. So it's, when I became but, a Christian, I started reading. Okay. So when you became a Christian, you started reading. So kind of expand on some of those factors around that time and include like what what really cultivated your love for reading as you were not so much a reader. And, you know, we don't want to discount things like reading comic books. It's still there's still words on the page. Right. But for you, it wasn't a love yet. Right. So yeah. what what were those things that cultivated your your love for reading around that time? Well, um, I did. uh when I first became a Christian, I thought the most logical thing to do was to study religion in a secular university. So, <laughs> <laughs> and how did uh, that turn out? Yeah, uh, it, it made me make me want to love reading because I was wondering if if all all the stuff that I was hearing on Sunday mornings was actually true. Yeah, um, whether it was just uh, this massive delusion that people have constructed in their minds, this God concept. Yeah. So you had this early Berean Act 17 heart to Yeah, to yeah. I was like, am I coming here just because the people are nice? Mm -hmm. the, the church that is? Am I am I only believing this because you know I'm just really depressed? So um all those questions came into my mind. Um and and I went to UCSD, 
Um, and in the study of religion program, it's, it's very postmodern, your truth, my truth. Religion is a sociological concept, not a theological concept. So I really had to wrestle whether Jesus of Nazareth was the son of God and whether a resurrection was possible and whether the Bible was authoritative or accurate. All those questions flooded my mind. Um, so I think a love of reading developed um, in, a, in a desire to know truth. Um, and so I would read apologetic books, um, read my Bible. And, um, you know, in college, uh, because I didn't know what to do, what Christians did, I, I just went to every single Christian fellowship I could attend to because I just wanted to know more about Bibles. But uh, I entered a charismatic fellowship, you know, that they were trying to pray in tongues and pray yeah. for the gift of the spirit. And I was confused and yeah. trying to understand, you know, my experience, early experiences as a Christian um, through, through that, those formative years. Were those people pointing you to reading? No. Early Christians? <laughs> no, they weren't. No, they were praying down the Holy spirit upon me. Nothing was happening. So either a I'm demonic uh, demon possessed or B something's really weird going on with these people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So were there any people pointing you to read during that time? Not really. Okay. No. It was, so it's really just your search for the truth. You're yeah. just wanting to know what is the truth mm -hmm. that led you to looking for all these books Yeah. that you thought. Yeah. Who, who was recommending these books to you? Cause yeah, my pastor, um, my pastor would recommend some, some books. Um, you know, I, even in the study of religion program, I did take some classes in, in early church history. So reading some Reformation readings uh, from Luther, but mm -hmm. again, examining from a historical context. Yeah. So that just kind of led me down the path of, of different, different, uh, different, uh, yeah, a trail of different authors or that I would I'll, uh, pursue. Okay. And yeah, my, my pastor, my, my, at the time, PJ, he's a, he's a big reader. Um, so he's always reading something. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so any other factors that kind of let, like map out, like between, you know, the early stages of getting intrigued to where you are now, like what yeah. were all those things in between that kind of sure. led to that love being like, you know, what poured yeah. gasoline on the fire? Yeah. So, so that, um, just wanting to maintain, um, uh, a rich devotional life. Okay. So not only a desire to know the truth, but also to, to, to light in the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've, I always remember, uh, George Mueller's comment where he says, you know, that the first great and primary business that I ought to attend every day is to get my soul happy in the Lord. Yeah. That was like a foundational statement for me. Like, yeah. I want to be happy in the Lord. Yeah. So reading was a way of getting happy. To the yeah. Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Reading my Bible and just wanting to just savor truths that, that, that the Lord was um, pressing upon my heart through the Bible. So a desire to know truth, a desire to delight in the truth. Um, and then I started teaching like youth Bible studies, mm. you know, and I don't want people staring at me for five, 45 minutes. If I have nothing, no, <laughs> nothing to say. to say, yeah. So, you know, I actually want to know what I, to, to, you know, talk for 45 minutes. You have to mm -hmm. actually know something. Yeah. Yeah. 
or like one of my worst fears is like you just stand up there and people stare at you for 45 yeah. minutes. <laughs> so in, in discipling others, it encouraged you to just yeah, learn more. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to rightly handle the truth. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, uh, to summarize, to, a desire to know the truth, delight in the truth, and then to teach, teach the truth. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So you're here, all those things, and this has happened over the span of, um, let's see. So from when you started, yeah, you college, college, to college into school. grad school. Mm-hmm. And then in grad school, you're assigned various books. I, yeah. um, so after I got my degree in unbelief at, <laughs> at UCSD, <laughs> um, I needed to rework my thinking. So I enrolled in Talbot to study philosophy mm-hmm. and you have, you're just assigned reading in, in, in grad courses. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. I, yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I actually get to to get A's for, for reading stuff I actually love to do. This is like, yeah, yeah. This That's is awesome. This is like people get go to school to like learn to love the Bible. Like that yeah. just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. So your sem- time at seminary, both at at Talbot at uh, the Master Seminary. Yeah. Um, those things help. Or uh, just gasoline on the fire of of just your love for reading. Yeah. And now you're here. You you well, read. You love books. Go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah. Remember, Mike on seminary, we were assigned like you know five six books for each class. We were. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, seminary kind of just forced us to read as well too. Um, yeah. So that's just a thought from. Yeah. Read seminary. until your eyes fall out. So. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah, it was a lot of reading. Uh, sometimes it was, I mean, a lot of the times it was very difficult, um, yeah. but it was, you're just, um, you're drinking from that, from that fire hose. So you're now here. Let's, let's talk about a little bit of your, your current life and how you read today. What do you like to read? And then I'm going to ask a follow-up question. How do you choose what to read? So w- what do you like to read now? Yeah. Um, I'm always reading something devotional, theology, um, apologetics. I, I would say I'm kind of imbalanced now. I, you know, I, I need to read more. And I think this is where my kids and my family comes in because they're reading the classics like Chronicles of Narnia, yeah. Harry Potter, things like that. Yeah. And for, for whatever reason, it's so difficult for me to like, you know, pick up um, kind of stories like that. Mm-hmm. But I can consume a Puritan paperback. Yeah, you know, I could consume uh, uh, a a book on the Christian life mm-hmm. um, so easily, but so I, th- I think um, reading other books is a little bit more difficult to me. Was, but mainly books on the Christian life, theology. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's kind of like my main diet. Yeah. So you're saying you need a little bit more Dragon Ball Z and Marvel. Yes, I do. A bit more in there. I right. did. I did pick up. You know. A book on smoking meat. <laughs> okay, there you go. I think you picked that up for the pictures as well. Pastor. Well, yes, it had a lot of pictures. But, uh, yeah, so I need more of that in my life. So okay, I'm in balance there. Yeah, but mainly, I mean, it, it is still related to what you said. Like you see, reading as that means to seeing Christ better and to being closer to yeah, Him. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that's why I'm always reading a, a, a Christian book on the Christian life because I just wanna I wanna persevere in the faith. I wanna yeah. I wanna maintain my heart before the Lord and yeah. not have a cold heart to the things of God. Yeah, and you would say you were doing this before you were even a pastor, right? After yeah, you say, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You you would be doing this even if you weren't a pastor. This is just 
yep. just a natural outflow of of what you um just, just wanting to grow in the grace and knowledge of the lord jesus christ okay yeah so within yeah, I, that go ahead i didn't i didn't grow up in a christian home so mm. you know like all this it, it wasn't like i just i was there's a there's a naiveness about me that i thought christians wanted to grow in the knowledge of god <laughs> did you feel like you were catching up like compared to your christian friends who grew Did up I in know? a Christian home? Did you feel like you were catching up compared to Christian friends who grew up in a Christian yeah, home? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, concepts of Bible, salvation, gospel, like those those are brand new concepts to me. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, heaven, like I, I I didn't, yeah, that I, I wanted understanding in those things. Yeah. So within these books that you read, how do you choose what to read? Yeah, like, so what, I have what, different... Yeah, go ahead. Different categories for me. Um, so I have devotional reading. So um, I'm always picking a book that's just for my soul. Um, that's the happy part. So I just I just finished a book on humility, um, doctrine of sin. So just and I just add that to my Bible reading plan. So on top of my Bible reading plan, I use the McShane Bible reading plan. Um, four chapters a day that gets me through the Bible every year. I've been doing that for, I don't know, over a decade now. Um, so on top of my Bible reading, I always have some type of devotional book on the Christian life. And I'll just add a chapter um, on top of my Bible reading. Um, so devotional reading is a category. Um, sermon prep is another category. So um, I will read several commentaries or books related to my to my topic of, mm-hmm. of the sermon at hand. So yeah. not only will I read the passage of the scripture, but I'll read commentaries and related to any themes mm-hmm. in regards to, in regards to that, that particular sermon theme. Mm-hmm. So I always have one or two books that I'm reading um, in regards to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as elders, as we have a group of pastors as a team, we're always reading the book together, whether it's a current cultural issue, theological yeah. issue, uh, ministry issue that we're dealing with so we're always reading as a group of elders mm-hmm. um, there's family reading so uh, you know have, we have a lot of children's books children's story bibles that we read together yeah. in, in the evenings three to four times a week yeah um so if you go to my house you'll you'll just see you know my library but you'll also see the kids library so um our kids are uh yeah, we, we just want to create a, a, a culture of reading in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then just any anything I'm inclined to read that's mm-hmm. that's that's I want to know more about, then I'll I'll pick a book on something like that. So for me, I'm in this this Puritan phase yeah, where I just want to know more about the Puritans and the history of the Puritans and mm-hmm. the writings and the devotion of the Puritans. So mm-hmm. reading a lot of Puritan literature. Yeah. So it looks like those categories have helped you. So you're always reading one thing in those different categories. Yeah. I also take from you, like that's relational too, like reading with elders, reading with family, reading yeah. with other people. Um, so those kind of touch points of relationships has helped you with those different categories of reading. Uh, and it doesn't seem like you're doing like five, 20 chapters a day with no, those books, not. like a little bit from each book. Little um, chunks. Yeah. yeah. And if you do little chunks a day, um, like well, let's just say if you, do a chapter a day and a book is 13 chapters you'll get through that book in in a week and a half yeah yeah less than two weeks um, 
Okay. So, but I, have, I like, am challenging myself with bigger books now. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. usually I'll, I'll read like these short 150 page, 200 page books. Yeah, that's always present. In a week. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm trying to challenge myself next year. I want okay. to read bigger Calvin's Institutes or something yeah. like that um, next year where I'm going to probably lower my, my, my reading in terms of the, the, the smaller books and then kind of okay. double down on the, the larger readings. Great. Um, so related to this, life is busy. Absolutely. Pastor Alex, you're a busy guy as a pastor. Um, and pastors aren't the only ones who are busy. Christians are busy in general. People have work, people have kids, uh, people are going through suffering and trials. Um, I don't want to downplay anyone's circumstance. I know everyone probably looks at their schedule and they say, I am busy. And so they're, they're, they're probably listening to us, Alex. And they're saying like, Hey, you guys are pastors. You guys have more of a flexible schedule. Mine's a little bit more rigid. You don't know my life. Right. And all the things I'm going through, I just don't have time to read. How does someone with a busy schedule, how can they manage reading? How can they read better if, if they have the desire or the, they know they need to read, but they just know they're just so busy. Uh, Alex, how, they, how do they manage reading with a busy schedule? Well, um, I'm busy as well as a pastor and <laughs> as a father of uh, five kids. Um, so I have to be very intentional and deliberate with my reading. Um, so I think number one is be intentional um, with your reading, have a plan. So a plan works. So like I said, for my normal Bible reading, I have a, I just know tomorrow will be second, uh, first Chronicles chapters nine to 10 and Luke chapter one and, uh, you know, Hebrews chapter 12 and Amos chapter six, because that's just part of my Bible reading plan. Mm. Um, um, I would also say, know yourself, you know, uh, some people are morning people. Some people are afternoon people. Some people are evening people. So for me, that's the morning time. Mm. So I'm, I'm up, I'm a morning person. So I'm up really early in the morning. Um, you don't have to be me, but you know, I get up at four 30 in the morning. Um, I go to the gym with my neighbor. So there's built in accountability there. I get back around five 45. And then um, uh, the first thing I do will be open my Bible and uh, go through my Bible reading plan. And after I go through my Bible reading plan, pray through my membership directory, then I will, I will pick up one of these books and read a chapter mm-hmm. and just try to get some sentence, some word that encourages me in the Lord throughout the day. Um, so um, have a plan, um, you know, be, know yourself, um, and it takes discipline and, you know, everyone's busy, but you're, you're going to, as my wife would always tell me, you make time for the things that you value. Um, so if, if you value, you know, watching movies, you're going to make time for that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just think as a Christian, if you value growing in the knowledge of the Lord, reading is going to be vital to that. Yeah. Um, so you, if you want to be a healthy Christian, you, you have to have an intake of Bible yeah. or something that will make you happy in the Lord. Yeah, I like that. You're uniting scheduling and prioritization with joy. 
yeah um love so tony ranke in his book lit says often our frustration with slow reading stems from a wrong attitude of viewing books as a task to be accomplished not as a difficult pleasure to be enjoyed so he mentions that it's difficult but it's a difficult pleasure to be enjoyed rather than looking at books as like hey it's homework it's the homework that we dreaded in high school it's it's a chore to be done i think that's that's what keeps us from reading is that it's sometimes we have the bad wrong attitude of thinking it's a chore rather than a way of seeing christ better or growing in our relationships and worshiping god better um and, and i'm not saying that you know every every time you 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 read you're going to like have joy like i, like, I read first chronicles 7 and 8 this morning it was just a bunch of names i'm like yeah yeah I'm like, come on lord <laughs> yeah where's, where's, where's this where's the devotional <laughs> thought lord in this uh I'm trying, I'm really trying to find joy in these names and these genealogies they kept pronounced and and yeah, sometimes it's not all there but yeah you know but discipline um and and i believe that all scripture is profitable there's there's something in there that yeah. that that's going to encourage me. So even in a genealogy, like mm -hmm. God preserves the line of Judah. Yeah. So that we would have a king. <laughs> like, you know, there's there's always some bit of truth that that can encourage your soul mm -hmm. that that if you just kind of slow down and meditate, um, you yeah. can uh, you can find something that's sweet uh, to the soul. And I, and I would say adding to the your, the the Tony Ranke uh, quote is uh, I think C.S. Lewis also said that um, C.S. Lewis or Donald Whitney in like the spiritual disciplines book talked about like, yeah, at first playing piano, you know, practicing piano is going to feel like drudgery. But if you keep practicing and you begin to play these beautiful melodies and over the years, it's, it's, it's not going to feel like slavery. It's going to feel like freedom. Mm -hmm. Then now, because of that discipline, you're able to, to play these beautiful hymns or these uh, if you just keep at it yeah i think i think that's when it becomes the light okay. when you when you just are disciplined about it yeah yeah we'll talk about how you can encourage um just those who are just struggling to read a little bit later in terms of schedule what have been the things that have kept you from reading and this can be good things and bad things at the same time i think uh my phone um my phone so some mornings I am really good about going straight to my Bible. And there's some other mornings where I look at my phone and it just leads into a rabbit trail of brainless activity. Mm. Whether it's checking scrolling. the news, mm -hmm. checking if there are Kindle deals on books. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, distracted. you're distracted by the Kindle deals of books. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, not reading. Uh, checking the weather, um, you know, whether uh, what's the results of the elections. You just, you just go on this rabbit trail. And then sometimes I have to catch myself saying like, no, my, my, the greatest business that this morning brings to me is to get my soul happy in the Lord. And mm. then, and then I'll catch myself and then, and then I will go, go read my Bible. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so social, social media, my phone, those are, those are time killers, time wasters. So, um, I'm sure everyone struggles with that in our age um you know now that i have a family of seven <laughs> um it's not like if i have if i come home i can't just pick up a book and i actually have to help with my wife in 
take my kids to the classes. However, when I, I do take the kids to classes, um, and for example, they, they have swim school on, on Tuesdays, um, and they're swimming for 30 minutes, I'll read a book. I'll read, a, I'll read three pages hmm. while I'm waiting for them. Hmm. So at, at a dentist appointment, at a swim appointment, at a, yeah. if, if, I'm, if I'm early to pick them up at the classes, hmm. I'll have a book on my phone, on my Kindle. Yeah, and I will I will try to read something there. Um, so social media, family, just being too busy, living living with the tyranny of the urgent. Yeah, prevents me from reading. Ministry, you know, when things come up, you know, um, whether it's counseling issues or pastoral emergencies, hospital visitations. It, but that's not necessarily bad. It's yeah. Just, it's just different. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, that's why I said good, good and bad. You know, it's just, it's not that it's, it's wrong to be taken away from the reading, but it just, it, the fact that it does, it happens. Right. But I find that for me, morning time is the best time to read mm -hmm. because again, I'm a morning person and no one is calling me or texting me mm -hmm. at 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think someone, if they have like a really packed schedule, do you think that they should maybe try to lighten up their schedule a little bit more so that they can include reading? Yeah, I think that's going to be case to case. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be case to case. You're going to have to get counsel from from other people in your local church. Yeah, um, yeah it depends why they're busy, right? Yeah, uh, you know, it's understandable. Like a, a mother of young children is not going to be able to read at the rate I'm going to read. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's just going to be exhausted, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and you know when the kids are up early in the morning that's not going to be the best time for her to read because the mm -hmm. kids are going to be already asking for something so maybe the best yeah. time is when the kids are down yeah. so it, just, it depends on seasons schedules mm -hmm. personalities yeah. all, all that plays into um all those are factors yeah you so, mentioned so, go ahead i'll just say yeah give yourself a lot of grace you know mm -hmm. My fear in talking about how much I read is that it discourages people from reading. Yeah, um, but it, it doesn't. You know, you could you could read your Bible, a, a chapter a day of the mm -hmm. Bible, a proverb mm -hmm. a day. Yeah, and I'm sure you will get some benefit. Yeah. From that. Yeah. I heard I don't know which pastor said that, but they said one verse a day is better than no verses a day. Yeah, absolutely. And right. I think it's a it's a discipline, right? Mm -hmm. um, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your mind. Mm -hmm. And part of loving him with our minds is, is to, to read and to yeah. learn. And, and it, it's like going to the gym. You're not going to start with, you know, these heavy weights. You're, or yeah. you're not going to go on the treadmill and you know, run five miles. When you, yeah. you, you don't run at all. You, you just start walking and start jogging. Yeah. And you, you begin to pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. So the same way that people use principles on how to start exercising, if they don't exercise the same, same kind of principles they can bring to, to reading. We'll get into that when we talk about encouraging people who struggle with reading. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, a, your, your, your desire to establish a culture of reading at home. Yeah. Can you maybe expand on that? How can someone, and maybe you can share what you you do to try to um, develop a culture of reading at home for your family? Well, my wife homeschools and part of classical education is, is to love reading. 
mm -hmm. uh, because um, once once the kids build, you know, do the grammar and and uh, learn basic foundational truths in the English language, the, the purpose of that is so that it, they can be thinking and reading. Mm -hmm. Um, so my wife is a huge encouragement of that because she's always reading books with them. Mm -hmm. In the morning, she's reading um, a Bible with them and reading some type of book that relates to your homeschool. Yeah. Um, and then in the evening, I'm reading. I'm doing family worship with my okay um, with my family. So she's reading with the kids. You're reading with the kids. You guys have yeah. the kids have their own library. They yeah. see your books, right? Um, yeah. So and and then so when we for our kids. When we, when we, after lunch, they, they have quiet time or nap time. So for obviously the younger ones are napping, but the older ones from one to three or one to four, um, they can do whatever they want with their quiet time. And most of the times, you know, they're, they're reading a book okay. or they're drawing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So encouraging them to read on their own yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we have... Yeah, we don't we don't give our kids screens or or you know that's very controlled in our house um, unless mom and dad let you watch something from Disney Plus or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's have at it with all the yeah. books that you want to read. Yeah, know? my kids actually love going to the libraries. Okay, yeah. So taking them to the library, yeah, taking the library. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that you don't give them screens, but you make sure it's controlled. You just yeah. don't default to the screens. You default yes. to maybe books instead. So encouraging yes. books rather than screens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, those are good little helpful tips to, I think, uh, encourage that culture of reading at home. Yeah. Um, and I would add, like, maybe just encourage it not being a chore, like the, enjo the enjoyment of reading to focus on the, the joy. And those experiences, like those shared experiences with you as parents, I think, helps with that right um to see that mom and dad are reading and actually enjoying what we're reading together as a family yeah uh, that builds good memories uh for for the family do you, do you read with your wife uh sometimes at, at home together do you guys read through a book or something uh we're, we we read through a devotional together okay um but no we don't read together because I, when i read i like to not be interrupted while my wife likes to ask me questions but <laughs> she reads yeah and i was like well, yeah. why are you asking me questions are you they use different <laughs> different personalities to, yes different personalities so i read in the morning okay. she tends to read in the evening okay uh, if when the kids are down yeah you guys ever talk about what you read separately just things that you've been encouraging yeah to you? so my wife is in a season you know she right now it's just her bible sure her bible yeah. and for me um I have, I'm always reading through different books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But even something like that, talking about what you guys have read individually, whether her and her Bible, you're in your Bible or other books yeah. that, uh, that encourages that as well at home. Sure. So going from the home, let's go to the church. Yeah. What are ways that church members can encourage each other to read? If it's so important and so helpful for us Christians, how can we as church members encourage each other to read a little bit more? Um, I would say, um, ask, ask your pastors for, for maybe book recommendations. I know you guys have like a little book table, right? Of recommended books at our church. We have a small little book stall. Um, we, we give books away at our prayer meeting. Um, so I'm always looking for books to give away, uh, to our church members. 
um, to church members, I would just say, just start, just start, start reading your Bible, you know, just start small. You know, if, if, if reading the whole Bible in a year is too much, just start with like one proverb a day, mm-hmm. you know, there's 31 days in a month. If it's, you know, uh, November 16th, well, today read Proverbs 16. Mm. Um, read a chapter a day from the New Testament. Yeah. Um, find a plan um, in regards to the Bible. Um, uh, maybe read with friends. Maybe you, 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 get, you got a free book from, from the church. And, you, hey, you know, let's be a little bit more intentional, deliberate about meeting at Starbucks instead of just kind of talking about you know, sports or whatever is going on in the world. Why don't we have a book discussion on mm. something? Um, so, so my wife, she, she attends, you know, book club every other week with some of the other girls of our church and yeah, they read idols of the heart and they'll, they'll discuss the book. And then afterwards they'll just talk about life. And, yeah. You know, so, builds unity, so builds relationships. Little, yeah. So just a little intentionality. Um, yeah. We were friends. We was a group. Um, challenge yourself, you know, if you're like, Hey, I could do this. I could do Proverbs a day. Well, add a new Testament. Maybe do a chapter from Mark. And if, if that works for you, then we'll read four chapters a day. You know, mm-hmm. uh, reading through the Bible sounds intimidating. Uh, the whole reading the whole Bible sounds intimidating, but if you actually, if you think about it, it's four chapters a day. You could get through those four chapters in 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you're a fast reader. Yeah, and if you're consistent about it, you will read through, through the Bible every year mm. if you're disciplined about it. Yeah. Um, what what normally happens is people just end up getting discouraged because they start, um, and then they fall off, you know, after a month or so, and then they just they just stop. Mm-hmm. But just just get back up and 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 pick it up again, and yeah. maybe rework your plan according yeah. to your personality or whatever. Okay. That is a good tip that segues into this next question. Um, as we're rounding this off, let's end this with like some encouragements. Any encouragements to different types of people? The first one is, do you have any encouragement to those who want to read, but they struggle with reading? Yeah. Um, how would you encourage someone if they wanted to exercise physically? Um yeah, what would you say to someone if they, you know, I need to, I need to have a healthier life passer. What would Buy you say a thousand dollar gym pass. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Uh, Does that uh, work? Some more realistic ones. Okay. Just do it. Yeah, That's just do it. Just, just start. Exactly. Just, just start. Yeah. I would say start small. Start yeah. small. Yeah. So I, I even have, right? Like, you know, if if this is too much for you, well, there's these like these like little books you know <laughs> yeah you know it's funny because i give away a lot of books to uh our our members and, and these were these little ones are the ones that most of them take you mm-hmm. know, they won't take the bigger books and yeah that's fine as long as you're you're reading something you know these yeah. little, little counseling booklets yeah yeah, yeah. And, then, and then challenge yourself to once you develop a little bit more stamina and you're reading yeah. challenge yourself to read something yeah something a little bit you know uh more challenging yeah, I think there's this misconception that you're this lesser Christian if you're not reading a book, a big, thick theology book yeah. all the you, time. No one's asking you to read Calvin's Institutes if you mm-hmm. just barely begin reading. Just yeah. start with reading your Bible. Mm. You know? 
read your Bible yeah. and then kind of build out from there, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you're going to the gym, yeah, jog, but then maybe next time add add an extra extra two minutes or extra three minutes and just begin developing that mm-hmm. that reading muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um so it's start small. Just to develop the well, habits. First of all, just start. Just, just start. start. Start, start uh small. Read read with friends. Okay. Read with read other with people. A group. Read something you enjoy. Um mm. something that will encourage you. Yeah, isn't um, that so helpful? Like if you don't like what you're reading, you're not gonna read. Yeah. Yeah. So so um yeah, uh, so find something you like. Mm-hmm. Find a topic in the Christian life that might be helpful for you in, in this season, whether that's yeah, yeah. parenting or marriage or singleness or mm-hmm. apologetics. What do you like? What's mm-hmm. what's 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 you curious about? You know. Yeah. Um, and there, there's various levels of books. You could get small articles. You know, yeah. praise God on the internet. You could read articles. Mm-hmm um you could read blogs and then you know obviously but i think i think books help you kind of sustain that meditation and that that the thought process a little more yeah little books um and then ask ask your pastors ask your pastors for encouragement you know how how can i start pastor and i'm sure the pastors will know kind of where everyone's reading level is at or and uh, we'll have the wisdom to kind of give some advice in regard to that what about, and this is a different person. It might not sound like a different person, but I think it is. We've talked about someone who struggles with reading but wants to read. What about someone who just does not like reading? And I could use a stronger word here, but what if this is a person? How do you encourage someone who just, they say, Alex, I just don't like reading at all? Yeah, um, I would say maybe pray. Ask the Lord to help you um, in, in a desire to, to grow in, in knowledge of the word and, and, and growing in the Christian life. Just ask the Lord, Lord, I don't like reading. Can you help me? Yeah, give <laughs> it know? to the Lord. Yeah. Just, just Lord help me, you know, and ask for help, maybe. Um, maybe. And then again, going back to those principles, just start small, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe a book is too intimidating. Maybe a pamphlet is, is mm. a little bit more yeah. realistic for you. Yeah. Um, just just start. Just start. Start small, and then see how that benefits your soul. Does that does that reading? And I'm talking about spiritual reading. Does that has that helped you in your Christian life? And it does. Then then start be building momentum mm-hmm. to do to to do to challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I would ask. I would just encourage people to ask like why is it that you you feel this way or maybe there are some deeper heart issues behind that um because how would you encourage someone pastor like they just go to you and say i i'm i i I feel bad but in my heart i just i i don't like reading my bible and you know that there are christians that feel that way sometimes so how do you how do you encourage them if a chapter is too much for you, I would say, why don't you start with a verse? Hmm. Can you, can you just pick a verse and just let that mull in your mind Yeah, and see how that encourages you in the Lord yeah. and, and kind of, and start from there. Um, just 
just take one verse this week <laughs> if that's too much. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. What is, you know, Psalm 1, blessed is the man who, who does not walk in the councils of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners. Like, like, think about that. Like, just let mm-hmm. it soak in your mind a little bit and let it, let it marinate. Yeah. And see how that encourages you in the Christian life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 again, um, yeah, asking more questions. Part of being a disciple is being a learner. Um, hmm. No one's asking you to read these big theological books. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, everyone's different. Yeah. Um, but just, just asking the Lord to help you, asking help from other members or your pastor to to help you in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, finding some way at your reading level, reading capacity, connect yourself to the word. Um, yeah. It's so vital, right? Yeah. And again, I've had people said, you know, I'm just not a reader pastor. Well, mm-hmm. what I've I've always said is just just start small. Mm-hmm. Maybe read Proverbs. Just and that's gonna take you five minutes. Just yeah. read Proverbs one, Proverbs mm-hmm. two, read a song. Yeah. You know, that that deals with just read a psalm a day or something yeah. like that. Or are there's devotional books that you can pick up? that yeah. even help you in that so there's so yeah. much there are so many resources that you can use to help kind of get you along in, in reading. yeah that's great great encouragement brother uh, how about your favorite books or books that have most influenced you what was your uh what would be some books that uh, really influenced you or your favorite ones yeah book i keep going back to that really helped me understand the gospel. This is a pretty intimidating read. So I don't recommend, you know, this is, it's a pretty heavy read about the cross of Christ by John Stott. That, that book helped me understand the gospel, give clarity on the gospel. Knowing God by J.I. Packer, you know, goes through the attributes of God, maybe three to four pages a chapter. So, um, uh, in terms of church life, Nine Marks of a Healthy Church, Mark Dever, anything from Nine Marks. They have short little books, mm-hmm. short little pamphlets, you know, that yeah. that are that are useful. Um, yeah, there, there's just so many different. I, I think I go through different seasons and different authors mm. at times. So if if I have a particular interest or inclination, I'll, I'll kind of just read works from that author. So, like I said earlier, I'm reading a lot of Puritans right now, just because mm-hmm. of the rich devotional life, yeah, and their 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 experiential theology. Yeah. So, um, so th- those are some books that come off come come to mind. Yeah, I find that devotional books are helpful for me if I'm in a season of struggling reading. The devotional books help me come back. More specifically, the Puritans, as hard as they are to read, there's some easier Puritans to read. Thomas Watson, Richard Sibbs. Um, who else is an easy Puritan to read? Um, Goodwin, Thomas Goodwin. Yeah, good, Thomas Goodwin. Yeah. They're just so, the, the, the devotional thoughts and the flavor of it, it just, it helps bring your heart, almost like helps bring your heart back uh, from the dead. Uh, it's not scripture. Yeah. But it's fellow brothers in Christ who talk about Scripture, quote Scripture, yeah. and expound on it, and um, have a way of words. Uh, and we're readers their whole life that um, that they're able to impart wisdom as brothers who have gone before us. 
So I'll just add um, some of the, the some of your favorite preachers. You know, will probably mm. have written books. Yeah, and, uh, they'll have extended thoughts in their other books. So people like John MacArthur, Don Hyper, all those all those preachers that we listen to mm-hmm. normally will have books, devotional books as well too that you'll pick up. Yeah. Where do you get your books, Pastor? Where do you buy them? Um, well, before everything went online, there used to be actual bookstores that you can go to, Christian bookstores. Mm-hmm. My favorite bookstore that broke my heart when it shut down was Archives Bookstore in in Pasadena. Yeah. yeah. I actually took my engagement photos at Archives because yeah. I love that place so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah. And, uh, they, they would have used books for sale. They would have yeah. 50% off days. Yeah. And that was just such a delight to, yeah. to find a treasure yeah. for 50% off, 70% off. That's a good recommendation. Buy used books. Yes. yes. Don't always have to buy new, buy used yeah. books. I buy used books on thriftbooks.com, abooks.com. Amazon will have some used books sales yeah. as well too. And then, uh, in Christ bookstore was uh, a small little, family owned yeah it's not there anymore bookstore that was near Talbot at the time mm-hmm. yeah. so now the only bookstores really are at at you know either these big conferences that we attend yeah you know we attend shepherds conference every year mm-hmm. we call it pastors disneyland the reason why it's called pastors disneyland not only do they feed you yeah physically but also spiritually and because they have a huge massive bookstore mm-hmm. um so uh, i know grace community church has has a bookstore of of you know, screen books that, that are, are good that they've, they've kind of screened through. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Everything uh, is online. Even those small bookstores now that are still existing, they're selling through Amazon and Amazon, but yeah, if you you could find a book through a publisher, I I prefer to give the money to the publisher Mm. um, than, than Amazon at times. But yeah, Amazon, because it's just so convenient. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Really good Christian online bookstores are yeah. Reformation Heritage, okay. Um, Banner of Truth. That's more of a you know um, reformed experiential mm-hmm. you know books there. Banner yeah. of Truth. Crossway. Crossway has yeah. excellent. They're so generous in, in giving books and yeah. discounting their books. Um, Christianbook.com, mm-hmm. Westminsterbooks.com. Yeah all those, all those. Yeah. Yeah. I would encourage people, um, you know, talk to your leaders and and pastors and fellow trusted Christians in terms of book recommendations. Some, some of these publishers, um, some reputable, some, uh, you know, some of their book choices, not as, as wise. Uh, some are very broad. So make sure you're very discerning in your book choice. Um, every author is different. Every book from every author is different. Right. So, yeah. I, and, and with that said, uh, Barnes and Nobles is a terrible place to buy <laughs> uh, a book on. Well, they're not we, sponsoring you'll find, this you'll podcast. You'll find like one out of yeah. like a thousand terrible ones. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Ask for Pastors, some of those websites I recommended. Um, but yeah, if you want right. to find a good yeah. um, book at Barnes and Nobles, that's going to be tough. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Final encouragement to Christian readers before we pray. 
man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Psalm 119, oh, how I love your law. It's my meditation all the day long. Um, your, your, your commandments, your law makes me wiser, um, sweet to my soul. Um, pray that you would have a love of reading like the psalmist did in uh, Psalm 119, Psalm 19. Amen. Brother Alex, do you mind praying for the members of Pillar Bible Church as we close? Yeah, let me pray. Father in heaven, what, what a privilege it is to be called um, sons and daughters of the living God through the death and resurrection of your son. Thank you that you call us to renew our minds and not to be conformed to this world. And one of the ways you renew our minds is through reading, uh, reading our scriptures. So we pray that um, these saints and those hearing would grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that um, this talk would encourage them just to start, to start small and to see the benefits of, of reading um, to grow in grace and, and knowledge of you, Lord. So we just do pray for my brothers and sisters here that they would find encouragement in reading. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Thanks.